Podcast, Answer Man, episode number 168. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast Answer Man. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft, and I have a chalk full of content episode for you this week, my friends. That's right. We're going to talk about how to re- how to change your reviews of other podcasts in iTunes. We're going to talk about some constructive criticism about this show, the importance of naming your, your the importance of a name in social media branding. My blog talk radio experiment. Oh my goodness. Am I going to get more trouble with the folks over there at blog talk radio or what? Uh, I've got a, a little message from Dean Soto and, and I got a question about using uh, HughesNet or DirecTV or whatever the case may be for satellite connection to the internet out in the wilderness or, or at least out in the suburbs uh, beyond the DSL and reach of cable modem and all this other stuff. And then, of course, uh, a question about screening calls with TalkShoe. Now, you guys know that I like to talk a lot. I like to put put a lot of valuable content and, and information related to my experience in podcasting and new media into these shows. And I'm going to do my best to cover every single thing that I just mentioned in this episode. Now, one of the things that I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm going to throw in here that I don't have in my show notes that uh, that that will probably delay me getting to the very first item uh, for just a moment is that I want to let you know two things. One, I am having some major technical issues with Ustream.tv today. And so all day long, uh, Ustream has had problems where audio is being delivered, but video is not for a majority of the people. Some people are able to get both audio and video, and some people aren't able to get anything. And I'll be honest with you, as a as a producer and 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 content creator and and people who wants somebody who wants to create valuable interaction with the people that do come and join live, it's a little frustrating when these things happen. Now I did no, I noticed you know some people come in and say you know hey I just want to let you know that um you know th- this this is UStream thing really is horrible it's blah 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 and it's like man yahoo live will do this better and and all this other stuff well i can certainly understand that if today would happen to be somebody's first experience in our live chat room that yeah i would totally agree with you but i've been using ustream.tv for i don't know a year and a half two years something like that and uh it is it is definitely an awesome service and i'm not ready to jump ship and go uh, check out other options just as a result of one day. Sure, it's it's completely frustrating. Don't get me wrong, uh, but but certainly, uh, you know, I've I've built a good relationship with Brad over there, and he's one of the co-founders of UStream.tv, and and they're just great folks. And I've loved you know what they've offered from the very beginning, and they have a very solid environment, and they're just having little technology issues today, and so it just happens to be my day of live recording, but I'll get over it. Another thing that I had, a technology thing, and uh, I'll be honest with you, I am not quite sure if this was an issue. Um, I was, I'm not quite, quite sure if this was an issue with any of the recordings that I did last week. So if anybody listened to any podcast episode of uh, gspn.tv last week, 
and you had portions or the entire audio. I would have noticed the entire audio, and I probably would have noticed even portions. So I don't think this was an issue. Uh, but if you noticed where any part of it was only in one ear or, you know, either your, it would have probably, I think, been in your right ear only and your left ear would have cut out. Uh, come to think of it, I know I would have actually seen that because sometimes when Stephanie and I do a podcast together, she'll do that. She'll give you, she'll, there'll, there'll be a long pause before she says something. Uh, I'm, I'm the type of person, obviously, that likes to fill the every single second. And, uh, so, so I don't leave a lot of silence in my podcast, but every now and then we'll have a conversation and, and I'll ask her a question and she'll leave that pause in there. And I can see that. And, and even if it's an hour long show, I can see that little pause and I go in and sometimes I'll, I'll, you know, just delete a couple seconds, you know, delete a half a second out of that pause. So I'm pretty sure that nothing happened, but let me explain to you what did happen. Now, as you guys know, I use an Edderall digital audio recorder and have used it, uh, have used Edderall digital audio recorders to uh, record more than well over 2,200 episodes of podcasting content. Now, um, I have two different, I have two Edderall recorders that I own and I, I purchased the original, the original Edderall recorder. It was the Edderall or the Edderall R-09. And I got that thing and I was, I fell in love with it. Those of you who have been listening for a long time, you know how much I fell in love with this recorder. And that's what I've always used in the studio. Uh, now, when they came out with the Edderall R-09HR, I remember my clients started buying that and I didn't have one. And I'll tell you what, I was envious. Every time I'm sitting there walking them through their Edderall R-09HR recorder, I'm like, oh man, I wish I had one of these. Oh man, I wish I wanted. And finally, I broke down and I went out and got myself one because I, I figure, you know, I always said that if, if there were anything, if anything ever, if there was a piece of equipment that would need to be replaced, like immediately, like I would have, if, if I had to, I would have a an Edderall R-09 overnighted to me. I don't care if it cost me an extra 60 bucks to get it shipped. I need my Edderall recorder. And so that that's the device. So I went ahead and ordered a second one. That way, when I go out for a walk cast, if Stephanie's in the studio and she's recording a podcast and I want to go record one while I'm out walking, um, uh, then I basically have the the setup here that... Um, you know, she can she can record and I can go record and, and it's not a big deal. And I can take this out on the road with me. I, I can have the Edderall. But I always use the Edderall R-09HR in the field and always left the original Edderall here in the studio. Well, my friends, after um uh I after having the the Edderall for you know more than two thousand episodes, I want to tell you that the little one eighth inch jack finally decided to give way on me. That's right. The original Edderall, finally, the the little one-eighth inch jack gave away on me. And I was noticing as I was doing some consulting calls, and sometimes I'll record the audio and give that to my consulting clients after the fact. And um, basically what happened is that, um, you know, you have the, I, I noticed it was only recording my audio and my client's audio in the right channel. And if I would wiggle the cable, I noticed that it would come into both channels. And I'm like, oh, oh no. And uh, so what I've done is I've actually retired the Edderall R09, the original, uh, from recording in the studio. And I have now put my R-09HR in here. And uh, the good news is that the Edderall recorder, the onboard mic, still 
uh, work. And so that's going to be my out in the field, you know, recording a walk cast kind of recorder because the you know, it's still got the condenser microphones on there and it's still good for the, you know, stereo surround sound while I'm out walking doing sound seeing tours or, or walk cast or whatever the case I might want to do there. Um, the only thing is, is the, the R-09HR is, uh, and Daniel says, yeah, it's like a partial retirement of, of that piece of equipment. But um, if I went out to do an interview with a client or, or somebody face-to-face, I'd probably, you know, just leave the original Edderall here and take the, the R-09HR with me because it's just a more beautiful piece of equipment, looks more professional and, and all that good jazz. So it's just something that happened in my world. And, you know, um, this is the second, no, this is the third piece of equipment that I have purchased in, in my podcasting career now, uh, that has gone bad on me. Uh, now the one, the the very first piece of equipment that ever failed on me and it failed pretty quickly was at one of my earlier MXL 990 microphones, which by the way, I hate and despise those microphones these days. And of course, you only need to go back an episode or two to find out why. Um, but anyway, uh, I dropped one of those to the floor and it completely, I mean, you, you drop a condenser microphone and, and it's, it's probably shot. Um, so that, that broke on me. I had an old, uh, let's see, an old Behringer mixer that I had and lightning storm, uh, was, you know, there was some bad lightning around and it hit out behind the house or something like that. And it kind of blew the right channel in my headphones jack on my old mixer. And that's when I upgraded to the Mackie mixer and stuff. So, uh, and of course now this, this piece of equipment here does not have a, I mean, technically speaking, I can get it to where it still will record in stereo. Um, I just need to, I would have to actually change the way that it sets, but I don't even want to take the chance. You know, I, I want, I want to make sure it all works. So Anyway, so I'm, I'm glad I'm glad that I, you know, I didn't have to wait a day. I didn't have to pay $60 in shipping. I had a secondary Edderall recorder right here. All right. Anyway, we're going to turn to you guys now. I, just, I, I did want to share with you what was going on in my world there. And uh, we're going to turn over to Dave from Australia. And he has something to say about a comment or a review that he left in iTunes. Hello, Cliff. Uh, this is David Dell. I'm uh, talking to you from Perth in Australia. Um, I wanted just to send you this quick, very short message. Um, I recently put a comment on your, uh, or a review comment on your um, podcast Answer Man uh, in terms of iTunes, and I just want to apologize. Um, I wrote the review using uh, my iPhone, and uh, it wasn't until I hit the send button that I discovered... uh, I had fat finger syndrome and there was really, really bad typos and it really doesn't do uh, your show justice and certainly doesn't do my uh, comments any justice. So I just wanted to send a quick note and, and apologize. Um, I did want my review to, to look good and to read well and uh, the typos let it down. So I'm sorry about that. Um, and secondly, thank you very much. I've really enjoyed stumbling across your podcast. Um, I'm finding it quite inspiring and I'm also finding it very um, deep. Not just, well, not, I'm not referring to to the content but um, like I said there's a connection there there's a reason why I'm listening to it and I've got a 
funny feeling it's over and above just the content. So I want to thank you for that and uh, goodbye. Dave, thank you very much. Um, and, and I very much value the fact that you took the time to try to leave a review. Uh, obviously, being in Australia, you have a different iTunes store than I do. So I personally would not be able to go in and see the review that you left there. But uh, f- fellow countrymen in your area will be able to certainly go in. And when they see Podcast Answer Man, they'll be able to actually see the review that you left. And, and that's great. And I thank you for that. Now, if you, you it sounds to me like you got a kind of... Uh, messed up and, and it actually got posted before you were finished. And I have good news, and this is for anybody who uh, wants to do this. If you've left a review for anybody, uh, anybody's uh, you know, CD, TV show, or even podcast in iTunes, um, if you want to go in and edit that, for example, you could go in and let's just say you give somebody a one-star review and you think something's horrible. And then you listen a little bit more and you think, oh, you know what? I was a little quick to judgment. And this is definitely a lot more valuable information than what i thought and, and you to be fair to that that producer that con, you know to that content and to people to give people a really good feel for what you really do believe now uh, you can go in and you can modify your reviews in itunes so here's what you do you go to the listing page for the podcast that you've previously previously submitted a review for and then what you do is you click on write a review all right so if you go down and you see your review there's no place to click edit or anything anything like that What you do, though, is you click write a review as if you're going to write a new review. It will then, if you've already left a review on that podcast, it will then pull up your existing review, which you can then modify. So, Dave, if you're interested in doing that, that would be great. If not, I mean, I'm not going to hold you to it or anything like that, but I certainly appreciate your your comments, and and, and I'm thankful that there's more here than just the content, you know, the questions and the answers, the questions and the answers. That's not what this is all about. For me, I, I, I hope that out of not only do I give you some, you know, very good technical information, I like to share a lot of my journey, my personal, you know, where I am in life as a result of podcasting and where I am in life as a result of new media and, and social networking. And, and not only that, but I, I just just outside of the geeky stuff, just who I am as a person. I mean, I hope that 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 the the deepness and the connection that you feel to the to the show here is is hopefully it's it's a little bit of a connection with me personally. I I, I hope to to feel approachable and and feel as though you know I'm I'm there to to connect with people because that's why I do what I do. It's what I love about podcasting. It's what I love about new media. And uh, I'm glad that you feel that. Um, One of the things that I try to do with every single episode is I like to uh, consider my content to be uh, educational, entertaining, encouraging, and inspirational. And and that if I don't if I don't accomplish those four things, or at least uh, two or three of the four in every single episode, I'll be honest with you, I just don't want to put the episode out. I think it's a waste of your time if I can't prov- provide you either entertainment, education, encouragement, or inspiration. So, Dave, thank you. And for anybody else out there, the technical aspect of that is, uh, and why that's valuable, is to learn that you can go in and your your audience, if you if if they ever ask you, yes, they can go in and um, update or modify their reviews if they choose to do so. All right. And by the way, if anybody wants to go to podcastanswerman.com and throw in a review in there, I, I don't ever ask for that stuff. But I mean, sometimes it, it, they show up and stuff. But uh, if anybody wants to go to iTunes 
and look up podcastanswerman.com and, and leave a good five-star review if that's what you think it's worth. And I would love that. I'd be honored. And, and if you do so, let me know and, and I'll go check out what you wrote. Very cool stuff. All right. So with that being said, uh, you might want to go to iTunes and leave me uh, a review of where you think I possibly missed the mark and, and that I'm just not as good as I may possibly be otherwise if I would take some time to to think about how I produce my podcast. And uh, I want to let you know, I'm actually very happy to bring to you this next call that comes in from Walter, who has some constructive feedback for Podcast Answer Man. And I have some responses to it, but uh, very thankful for the cr- constructive criticism. And and by the way, I want people to understand, I really value and appreciate that the that when somebody leaves criticism or constructive feed- feedback about your show, that they do it out of a, hey, I really care about your show and I enjoy it and I have an idea of some things that can make it better. So here's what Walter had to say. Hey, Cliff. Uh, this is Walter and this is a call for the podcast Answer Man. And uh, I've called before and uh, I've emailed you before. And this particular call is really not probably for the Podcast Answer Man show. It is just for the Podcast Answer Man himself. And I want to open the call by saying you are awesome at what you do and the information and the quality of your show and the way you've built your business is an example to all, and it is all very, very awesome. Now, I will admit that I primarily listen to the Podcast Answer Man, so I don't have a holistic gspn.tv experience to react to, and I will say, despite all my praise, this call is going to be a little more critical or hopefully constructive, but I just wanted to say I appreciate your familiar tone uh, and the podcast answer man, and I can appreciate from a business perspective that you don't want to go back and do a whole lot of editing and and cutting stuff out. You just want to be natural and real and all that kind of stuff, and I think that's great. However, I just got done listening to episode 166. And every once in a while, you do an episode where at least five or six times, you don't know what you're talking about in the episode, where you'll say, hey, if you haven't been to bageltech.net, I think that's it. It, it, it. I think that's where it is. Maybe B-A-G-E-L, some tech and you spell the rest of it and go, I just can't spell bagel, and you keep on talking. I know that's kind of familiar and funny, but when you do it like four or five times in an episode, I think, I wonder if somebody's listening to Cliff for the first time and trying to think about spending $150 an hour on this guy. And I think sometimes, and again, this, I hope this comes across as an encouragement, I think you do yourself a disservice where you may leave the professional and become so familiar that for first-timers who don't know you, you may not be representing yourself the way that you want to. So when you, when you go to quote a website and you're like, I don't know what that is, let me look that up, it's obvious you haven't prepped for your show. It's obvious that you're sitting down at the mic just going off the cuff, and quite frankly, I know you partially do that because you can get away with it, and you're trying to not spend too much time on a free show. I get it. So I don't want to take too much more time as voicemail. And again, I hope you hear this as an encouragement that as professional and as great as you are, I want you to always come across that way. And so 
if it's five minutes before doing a podcast answer, man, and making sure you know what the links are that you're going to mention in the show. And I know you can't always know, but every once in a while, and it is only every once in a while, I catch a show of yours and I think, seriously, that could have used a little bit of editing or clarity, uh, a little bit, a little more on a professional, a little less on the familiar. So again, Cliff, big appreciations to you. Hope that is an encouragement. Hope it serves you well. And uh, God bless. Thanks. Walter, thank you so very much for your feedback. And, and I genuinely, authentically mean it. Thank you very much for your feedback. I appreciate that. Um, the the couple things here is is that I will tell you that uh, I don't do a lot of pre-show. So when when it when you say uh, Cliff, it's it's obvious that you know you didn't do a lot to prepare for the show. You're absolutely right. This podcast, I I I pretty much work you know tons and tons of hours every week trying to consult with people one on one, answering people's questions. I have a lot of different places that I do at. I I produce a ton of shows. I produce about somewhere between ten to fifteen episodes minimum. And there are times when I produce, you know, times during the year when I'll produce as many as 17 podcast episodes in a week. Um, so, so I produce a lot of content and the podcast answer man here is for me to have a method of answering questions for people who, uh, you know, either don't yet know me enough to know that I'm worth 150 bucks an hour or more. Um, and, uh, people who maybe know that I'm worth it, but certainly don't have maybe the budget set aside right now for that. You know, this is, this is something that I do to, to offer to my community of people out there. Um, one of the things that I do as a consultant is I do sit down and share with people, listen, you gotta be who you are. Don't try to be somebody else. And so one of the things I've never tried to do uh, in this podcast is never try to be anybody, anything more than I am. So I'm going to tell you right now, I could, I could schedule more time for show prep for this podcast. And would it probably benefit me, uh, in my business? Yeah, probably. And it, it probably would make sense for me to do that. And I think it's valuable feedback. I, I, I may even take it a little bit more to heart and, and to even do that. But I, I, I've I've even improved over the over time that now I've got a program I use Outliner. Uh, you can find it at CF. That's Charlie Frank Outliner. Dot dot com. Um, you know, or just yeah, it's it's car, called Carbon Fin Outliner for the iPad is what I use, and it's got a web version of it, and it allows me to prepare my show ahead of time to at least know what questions are. But the thing is, is I I'm not going to sit down and go and research every single question and pull up every website I possibly want to link because when I do that, I end up coming out sounding like I'm overly scripted and I really don't like to listen to overly scripted shows and it just sounds like you're just you're just reading out of your lecture book the outline and the notes that you wanted to lecture to me today and I'm not here to lecture anybody I'm here to have a conversation and just like in real conversations occasionally uh, something pops into your mind and it's something that you can share. And if anything, I hope that that says to people, it's like, wait a second, you know, Cliff, Cliff, he, Cliff has all in his mind, just in his head, off of the top of the head, uh, off the top of his mind, he has available to him resource after resource after resource. Now, he didn't prepare that answer ahead of time, but it was just obvious that as he was talking, it's like, oh, I've got an example of that. It's over here. 
And I think, I think if anything, it might possibly communicate that, you know what? Sure. Cliff, that Cliff didn't think to include that in his show preparation, but wow, I'm glad he shared it because I went and checked that out and that was a valuable resource. I'm, I'm glad he took the time to, to go and find and confirm before he, he let it go. Um, you know, and just moved on. Uh, I, I I really like I like the approach that I have in podcast answer man and I agree that that I might turn off a professional here and there, but I but something you said Walter that really I think um, helps drive you know my feeling that I'm doing okay is that um, the situation is that I feel like what happens is you say if people don't know you well enough the I actually. Um, have a situation where I talk to all of my clients who find me. And the other day I had a client who hired me to go over a a podcasting project before they even launch anything. They wanted my opinion on this. He paid me $150 an hour just to talk to him on the phone about a project he might or might not proceed with. And, and one of the things that he said to me, he says, listen, Cliff, you know, if I didn't know you already, I wouldn't have, you know, if I didn't know you already had, the valuable insights and all this other stuff. Um, I, I would have never hired you at 150 bucks an hour. But the thing is, is, I've listened to hours of your content. People tell me all the time, the people who are referred to me, listen to me, and they've had the number one, the referral that comes, you know, from the personal recommendation. And then there's the podcast and there's the content on the website that just shows that I'm obviously passionate and I know I do know my stuff here. I uh, don't always have it prepared ahead of time and stuff like that. I like I'm an off the cuff kind of guy, uh, but at the same time, I have people who have never been referred to me, never recommended to me, but instead they find me because they did a search on Google for mixer slash or mixer space mix minus. Go and do that mixer and then put a space and do m i x m i n u s. And uh, they they find that or they find they they do a search for JK audio and podcasting and bringing telephone calls into your podcast. They do a search on Google. They have no idea who Cliff Ravenscraft is, but they come to my site. They get some valuable information. They start subscribing to my podcast. And usually they wait three weeks from the time they found me as a result of a Google result uh, until they actually do pick up the phone or write me an email and say, hey, I want to hire you. And I already know what your rate is because you talk about it. Uh, I, and, and it's like, listen, I, I've, one of the things I've never had to do in all this time uh, in the last, I'd say the last two years, I've never had to convince somebody to hire me. I've never had somebody say, hey, tell me what you can offer me as a consultant. In fact, I, I shouldn't say I've never had somebody say that. I've had some people who had been referred to me by people who said, Cliff might be able to help you, blah, blah, blah. They haven't listened to my podcast. And what I do is, is if they ask me to give them a sales pitch on why I think I can help them, I just tell them to go subscribe to Podcast Answer Man. Please do me a favor and listen to two or three episodes. And after listening to those, tell me if you think I might be able to help you. Uh, so I don't know. I, I totally get where you're coming from, but in the early days of podcasting, I will tell you my favorite podcasts were the ones where, you know, if something goes wrong in the background, uh, and, and, uh, you know, father Roderick did an episode once of the daily breakfast and it was probably my favorite daily breakfast episode ever, ever. 
he was recording his show. He was he was visiting friends in Atlanta, Georgia. His friend, uh, Greg Willits, Greg and Jennifer Willits, uh, live in Atlanta. He was staying with them. Greg had just purchased a brand new MacBook Pro. I'm talking brand new. This thing was just fresh out of the box a couple days earlier than uh, than uh, Father Roderick getting there. And Father Roderick was um, he had water in the studio. And he actually spilled, while he was recording the podcast using their MacBook Pro, he spilled water on the MacBook. And he, oh my gosh, he was like, he was so totally scared. I, and, and he was recording every single word of it. And, and you could hear the anxiety in his voice. You could hear him holler for Greg. And you could hear, and, and, and all the while, the recorder's just going. The recorder's just going, and I loved, I loved that. So uh, that, that's just, that's, that's my style. It's who I am. And, you know, and, and so, Walter, I do appreciate your constructive feedback for the show. Um, you know, I, I have taken it upon myself to, to go in and try to provide even more uh, of an outline of what I'm going to talk about. But occasionally I am going to come up with something that I didn't think of ahead of time. And it's like, wow, the spur of the moment. It's like, oh, instant inspiration. And I'm just going to go and jump for it. And and I'm going to try to type it up. And my important thing here is I, I want to make sure that if I say a URL in the website or I, I mention a resource, I want to make sure the information is true, accurate, and concise and correct as provided in the show. So that's what I want to do there. All right, so let's move on to uh, the importance of a name in the social media space. Now, I'm not going to go into this here, uh, but I want to encourage anybody who's listening to this, and I think I'm almost positive I'm going to do this. It's social media serenity. I'm going to have to put this one into the free feed today, so I'll, I'll need to remember to do that. And give me one second. I'm going to look, in, and here here I am again uh, checking... Uh, something out of, you know, post time, uh, social media serenity podcast episode number 49. The title is going to be called the title of that episode is the new old spice. My friends, I really want to encourage anybody who is a podcaster who is, has a podcast as their brand, uh, as an extension of their brand and use Twitter. I really want to, uh, encourage you to, um, to actually get in there and, and check that out because it, it talks about how uh, I feel. It's a personal pet peeve of I, that I felt about the importance of using your name when you're extending your brand using Twitter. And it all comes down to something that happened recently where somebody had started to have conversations, like one-on-one personal conversations with me. <clears throat> but when I went to their Twitter ID, their Twitter ID was just the name of their brand the 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 name uh, for where you would normally in the profile where you'd put your name was the name of the brand. Uh, there was no up. There was no particular picture that that indicated that I was talking with a human being. And in the profile, it was just a link to their website, which was of course the name of the brand. And here I am supposedly going to have a conversation with people. So if you want to hear my rant on that and some, I think some valuable information, I encourage you to go to socialmediaserenity.com. Again, that's socialmediaserenity.com and look for episode number 49. It's titled The New Old Spice. All right, so there you go. 
All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is my blog talk radio experiment. All right. I realized something here. Last week's episode, I tell you what, it was a struggle for me to just be comfortable putting that one out. Boy, if if anybody ever had any question of whether or not I was opinionated, which I, I would assume that most of you probably don't have that question at all. I think you probably already know the answer to it. But uh, wow, was I opinionated? Uh, I I, I kind of feel like I came off maybe sounding a little arrogant and, and just like, you know, a little high up on my high horse and whatever the case may be. And uh, I, I really said some pretty sharp things. And... And and what's funny is is Walter's constructive criticism. I was going to play that in last week's episode, but I got so high on my horse last week, so high on my horse last week, that I decided to uh, go on and on and on about some other things, such as you know audio quality and how I feel about recorded telephone calls. And and to be honest with you. Um, afterwards, because of Walter's constructive feedback, I decided to go back and do some editing. I literally edited episode 167. Uh, so for those of you who were live last week, you if you go back and listen to the recording, there, there's a little bit of an edit. Now, I didn't edit out any, any of the opinionated, obstinate things that I said about my audio snobbery and, and how I feel about um, some other stuff. But I did clean it up a little bit, and I took out some things that, that caused an uproar in the chat room. So... I decided I did not want the 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 lashback of emails that would possibly come just judging by what happened in the chat room with mention of PayPal that I I, I didn't want to go there. So um so I, I did go back and do some editing. I cleaned up episode one sixty seven. Not something I'm gonna do on a regular basis, but uh, I certainly did it there. But even then I realized I'm not making I you know, I'm not making any friends over at the blog talk radio place. Uh and and I'm not here to to uh talk down about um, blog talk radio, although I certainly have some opinions, right? I mean, they are my opinions and people pay me, you know, $150 an hour for my opinions uh, and and my experience and and what I've learned about from my own podcasting and what I learned about having, you know, tens of thousands of subscribers uh, and the feedback that I've gotten over the years. I know a little bit about what the average person liked. And so... um, Anyway, um, blog talk radio. I decided, you know what? I'm going to give this a fair shake. I fired up uh, my Kodak ZI8, recorded a little intro, saying, "Hey, everybody, this is Cliff. I'm in the studio." And I thought I was gonna. Sh- I fi- figured I was gonna record a little uh, digital t- tutorial product here about my blog talk radio experience. Last week, I mentioned I might even create. Uh, uh, I might go in and schedule Blog Talk Radio and, and put Podcast Answer Man on Blog Talk Radio at, at 2 o'clock every week for an hour. Since I do it that live anyway, I might as well see what, you know, what all the hoopla is and what all, the, what, what all people are excited about over there and, and how it works and, and all of those things. And uh, so I, I, I did the video intro and then I fired up ScreenFlow and started to record my browsing around the site and all this other stuff. And then I found that, wait a second, wait, I didn't like this. Oh, and I didn't like this. And oh, I don't like that. And then it became to where it's like, oh, wait a second. Um, I can't release this as a digital product. This this is just a, a big, huge, you know, hate mail or hate product of of a service, and and so I decided, eh, no, not so much. So I did take some notes after I basically completely deleted all of that, 
And uh, I decided to share with you some overview of things I learned about Blog Talk Radio from actually investigating. I actually clicked, I launched on a show, which by the way, um, they don't have an ability for you to delete your account at Blog Talk Radio. You actually have to send an email to their support department and request that they remove your account from their system. I thought that was a little odd, uh, but you know, it is what it is. At least they did. As far as I know, they deleted my account that I had created and, uh, and, and they sent me an email saying that confirming that they had done it. I hadn't gone in to confirm it myself. Uh, but anyway, my blog talk radio experience. Uh, so first of all, um, I, I, I realized that to do a free show on blog talk radio, it simply has to be done by telephone. There is no other way. I did find though that if you there you have the ability to uh, call in via Skype to their line to their to their system if you are if you pay as a premium subscriber. So if you pay, um, they have it looked like they had two different levels. They had thirty nine dollars a month, and then they also had ninety nine dollars a month. So you have free service, thirty nine a month, ninety nine dollars a month. And, uh, and, and, and of course what, what you have to understand here, the only people I'd ever suggest that check out blog talk radio or talkshow.com. These are the people who say, I don't want to spend any money on, on investing in equipment. And I don't really want to spend the time and money in building a website. I just want somebody that's going to do it all for me. Blah, 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 blah. Well, those people I would understand are going to go for what the free service, right? They're not going to, I mean, somebody who's not going to go out and buy a mixer and a microphone isn't going to spend 39 and at least definitely not going to spend $99 a month. So what do you get for free? Well, you have to do your show by telephone. And uh, then what you do is your telephone call is recorded and released to your subscribers. Now, I do they have the ability to, so that you can record your show locally and then upload and replace the recording that they have so that the people who are subscribed to your show get a higher quality recording and you just have the benefit of using their services? Yes, do they have that option available? Absolutely, as long as you pay them 39 a month, which, by the way, I have no problem with services out there charging 39 a month. I think Blog Talk Radio could be worth 39 a month, although I will say that at TalkShoe.com, I have the ability for free to go in and have callers call in and and I interface and it doesn't cost me anything and if I did use talkshoe.com I can up for free I can upload my own recordings on top of theirs and it doesn't cost anything so um I I basically um you know I I didn't like the, I didn't like the idea that for me to even do this uh I'd have to spend thir- I, no by the way was I willing to spend 39 or 99 bucks for this experiment, absolutely. But then I read on. It's like the fee, first of all, the free plan only allows five callers, five people. Now, here's the one thing I know from an interview that I did a long time ago with Dave Nelson. Uh, in that, in telecommunications, it's set up in such a way that if people call into your show and and they dial in by phone, the actual company receives two cents for every minute that you have them on the phone. So if you have, um, 
Oh, gosh, I'm not really going to do math here, right? But I am. Okay, so if you have two, it's two cents per minute for every person that's on the phone with you. So if somebody calls in long distance to your show, you have five people on the phone. That is 10 cents a minute that is coming into that business. Now, I don't know if if uh, Blog Talk Radio is not getting the same deal that TalkShoe was, but I know TalkShoe says that that's why they encourage people to have these callers. Well, with TalkShoe, I know that I've had well over 100 callers, and I've been in TalkShoe with people that have had shows with hundreds of callers, all right? So with hundreds of callers. Now, the situation here is that on the free plan, you can only have five people dial in by phone. If you want to be able to break out of the threshold of only five people able to dial in and request to talk to you during your live show, well, then you have to pay th- the at least the $39 a month to go to the 50-caller plan. All right. So, And then, of course, if you want anything more than 50 callers, you have to pay $99. And does 99 give you up to 500? No, it only gives you 100. So at TalkShoe, I was able to go over there and, and sign up and use their service for free have a hundred callers and upload my own recorded shows and, and all of that stuff and have all the benefits. So I don't know. I, I just decided that with all I was seeing is like, listen, I'm, I'm doing this as a way of trying to find out if this is a good alternative solution for people who want to do a live show. And uh, in my mind, there simply isn't enough freedom to do anything you want with your show. I, I, I mean, they have some great features. Um, now, by the way, the $39 a month and the $99 a month, there's a lot I'm not telling you. Uh, for example, they have widgets and they have advertisements. You can, you know, with the, if you become a $39 a month plan, you get so many ad impressions on their site. And, you know, at $99, you get a ton of ad impressions. And, and you know what? That, that's all great and good and stuff like that. But the fact is, is, is the promotion is you know you're spending some money there on the promotional services of Blog Talk Radio whereas you know gosh I could I can imagine a lot of things you could do with your podcast if you were just to set aside 39 bucks a month or gosh 99 with 99 dollars a month let me tell you I could promote the heck out of my own podcast you know I I I could hire a virtual assistant for 5 hours a month and say, listen, for, I, I'm going to pay you $20 an hour, five hours a month. And during that five hours, I want you to spend time finding creative ways to go out and market my podcast. All right. So there's there's a lot of stuff like that. But anyway, I, I decided to abandon my blog talk radio experiment. I just thought I'd give you an update, let you know what I had found. And, uh, you know, I just just thought I'd share that with you. Anyway, uh, Dean uh, Soto called in. He has some feedback, and this is what Dean said. Hey, Cliff, this is Dean from So Totally Business Savvy Podcast. And, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you. I was really hesitant at first um, to when I first started doing the podcast after I'd bought the equipment from you, kind of thinking that I might have made a mistake in doing this, but... After my fourth, it was actually my fourth episode of So Totally Business Savvy, I interviewed a, a guy by the name of Paul Tran, and he is a multi-business owner. And um, he really, I mean, really brought credibility to my podcast, to me, and uh, on basically on Twitter, 
this has never happened before, but I'm, you know, I'm an IT business and IT consultant. And one of the things I want to, I want people to think, not to think, but to see me as a business advisor and a business consultant. And without even prompting, I've been, I've been on Twitter for over a year now, but just in the matter of the, the time that I've done my podcast, without prompting anyone, I had several people comment and retweet my episode with Paul Tran saying things like business advisor Dean Soto interviews Paul, uh, Paul Tran or you know things of that nature, which is absolutely amazing to me. Absolutely amazing. Nothing but compliments, nothing but um, saying that the quality of the interview was awesome. I mean, I, I, I'm just extremely grateful. You know, I'm so glad that you do what you do. I'm so glad that you have uh, the podcast the Answer Man out there for free. I um, bought uh, Adobe Audition off your of your affiliate link, and um, you know the quality and the value that you've given uh, is is tremendous. So God bless. I um, I'm very very grateful. And if there's anything that I can do for you, that would be awesome. Also, if you want to interview on my podcast, that would be fantastic. If you ever have time, but. Um, all right. That being said, good luck. Continue. And, uh, yeah, you're doing great things. God bless. And, uh, yep. Keep on brother. Bye. All right, Dean, thank you so much. And, uh, congratulations by the way, on the launch of your show. Congratulations on the accolades for your audio quality and just the, the fact that people look at you as a professional because of this, the, the fact that you have, I mean, gosh, when, when you compare it to the average sound of a podcast out there in iTunes, uh, when you come in and listen to your audio, I mean, especially just hearing what I just heard, it just sounds good. And, uh, you know, congratulations on that. I think that's awesome. And uh, as far as coming on to your show, I would be honored. In fact, if anybody out there has a podcast and you would love to interview me on a on your podcast, it's one of the things that I love to do. I, I always make time every week. I'm usually involved in about one to three interviews a week in in the field of podcasting. So if you have, let's just say, a digital training product, uh, if you have, um, you know, any anything you want to that that as far as you have an audience and you want to come in and interview me and ask me some questions about podcasting uh, for your existing audience, I would be honored to come on to your show and talk about it. Um, it, 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 I mean, obviously, it's it. I hope it would be a win-win. It's a great way to ask me questions directly, and it's a great way uh, for me to get exposure to your audience and and to learn about who I am and the the shows that I produce, and and of course, obviously, ultimately, in the end, it it can lead to some of your listeners hiring me to consult with them one on one, which I think would be fun. So anyway, Dean, absolutely, I would love to be on your show. All right, Barry and Lynn called in. Uh, well, actually, Barry called in. But uh, Barry called in with this question here. Hi, Cliff. This is Barry Morgan with SimpleGoodLifeNetwork.com. I'm calling uh, with a question for the podcast Answer Man Show. I think I have a modern-day rural dilemma. My wife and I, Lynn, are more than ready to move to the country, but it appears like the country's not ready for us to move to it. Uh, My question specifically is, We found a a great little five-acre homestead property with some of the richest soil in Florida. Um, It's got a great little five-year-old red barn on it that has a a music studio built on the back end of it. Um, The problem is the only Internet accessibility that it has right now is Usenet satellite system. 
And as I uh, check, even under the most premium program, they have maximum download speeds during peak times of 1.6 to 1.8 megabytes. uh, But on the upload side, they, uh, during their peak hours, they only have 165 to 180 kilobytes per second. And um, podcasting is um, uh, very much something that Linda and I want to continue doing and expanding in. And I'm uh, wondering uh, if this would be adequate uh, for what we need to continue on with our podcasting. Love your show, Cliff. Uh, love all the great work that you do. Um, love um, the uh, great consulting service that you can, and coaching that you continue to give us. And uh, would appreciate uh, your response to this question. Bye. All right, Barry, thank you so much. And, and by the way, folks, uh, before I go in and, an- and answer this question, I want to just encourage you guys to go to simplegoodlifenetwork.com. Simplegoodlifenetwork.com. Uh, that is uh, Barry and Lynn Morgan, and they are really, uh, I think they're really going to, to do some amazing things in their field of, of podcasting, talking about uh, living a more simple and uh, agrarian kind of lifestyle, and, and they're on a journey uh, that I think is going to be fun to follow, and, and uh, I'm eager about it. And, I, and, and by the way, I love it when I work with the client where you, know, you, you get to see episode number one, and, and I haven't actually listened yet to episode number two, but, uh, and, and, and I can't wait to hear you know, episode number 10 and compare episode number 10 to episode number one. And it's just going to be awesome. And, and, and I encourage you guys, you know, if, you, if you're interested in following a, a brand new set of podcasters in this world that, that, you know, they're taking it serious, taking it serious. I mean, Barry and Lynn have hired me. They've, they've hired me quite a bit to, to work with them, to coach them, to come alongside them. And, and I tell you, I look forward to every consulting session that I have with Barry and Lynn, and I encourage you to check them out at simplegoodlifenetwork.com. Now, Barry, back to your question. My friend, I know what you're going through. Because I, I, Stephanie and I have been thinking about the potential of moving ourselves, and I want to I want to kind of get out of the neighborhood. I don't. I don't necessarily need a five-acre farm. You know that that would be great. But I, you know, if I could just have an acre or two, and or you know, whatever. I I just want to be out and have a little bit of land myself. I want to be able to grow a garden. I want to be able to, you know, kind of just have the kids some place where they can, you know, they can roam and have, be free and and all that other stuff, and and not just necessarily be you know cooped up right next to somebody else in the neighborhood here. So. Uh, that would be awesome. But one of the things that we've run into is when we find a place in a location that might be a potential for us, you know, the question is, what about high-speed internet access? Now, I'm actually very spoiled here. In my studio right now, in I currently have a DSL connection, and I also, right next to that, you know, little spot in the wall, I have um, a cable internet access connection. And I actually have both ISPs here in um in 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 my studio and and occasionally uh the cable modem will drop out and and it and i have to switch over to the dsl now um the dsl is a little bit more reliable in our area but the the cable modem certainly gives me greater download speeds i mean there have been times when i get 10 15 megs down on on, on the download speed and sometimes i can get as much as three or four megs on the upload speed so uh, lo- definitely love my cable internet access. 
Now, going to what you're talking about there, I, I knew you were going to call this question in, so I did a little, uh, you know, pre-show prep from, you know, as my uh, as my friend Walter might say, um, uh, and I asked some folks on Twitter. I said, "Hey, does anybody out there use Directv or HughesNet or whatever satellite provider to get internet access? What are your thoughts on this?" And so here are some response. This is from Senpai13. It says at GSPN. I work in tech support for a company whose products use internet to control stuff. Hughes is the bane of my existence. Avoid. All right. My good friend and co-host of the Help I Got a Mac show, Biting, uh, says this. At GSPN, there will always be latency issue with satellite internet. Has to travel 44K round trip. Uh, Dennis Brady says, at GSPN, using any VOIP on satellite will drive you and the caller crazy. Always started out my conversation explaining latency. Most still didn't get it. Brittany Hughes says, my mom has it. Uh, I can Skype her. It has, I can Skype her. It has a download limit. When When it hits that, it gets very slow. Glenn Garrison writes, says, I have had it since 2005. The initial equipment purchase has come down quite a bit in recent years. I have the home professional version, which is for small offices. There's a corporate level for $200 a month. That is higher, faster, etc. You aren't supposed to do voice over IP on my level, but I've done it very slowly. Basically, you buy HughesNet, see more satellite when you are in the middle of the wilderness. Oh, he goes, you do this more than when you're in the wilderness. He says, if you can get high-speed DSL, you'd be better off when it rains. The service will go out for about 10 or 15 minutes <clears throat> until the clouds clear. There are uh, monthly and download or da- monthly and daily limitations on the downloads. You can buy temporary override tokens, one free a month, and then $5 each. Wow. Uh, Barry... Based upon my initial uh, response and from what I kind of assumed ahead of time, just judging over the past couple years, I personally cannot recommend to you at all moving to a location where you are going to be limited to HughesNet for your internet access. You will not be able to carry out the type of podcasting and new media endeavors that you want to do. I really believe that you're going to need uh, uh, either a DSL or a cable internet. Um, I'm not sure what parts of the country now has the uh, you know broadband over the uh, over the electric wires. Uh, I know I've heard a lot about that. I've heard about some of this um, this uh, microwave technology and stuff. But but here here regardless of what it is, 1.6 to 1.8 megabytes per second download. You could live by you could live on that. Not a not a huge problem whatsoever there. Um, it, it, it's it's slow, but it will it's it's fast enough for you to be able to download some stuff, and it's 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 fast enough that getting Skype you know conversations to you is not so bad. And uh, you know, of course, it's not going to be a lot of fun. You're going to run into some issues with UStream, but hey, anybody watching my stream today is having issues. I think, including myself, uh, on the preview. But anyway, 1.6 to 1.8 megs download, uh, not bad. But you to do to be able to do UStream, uh, and I know that's not something we've talked about doing right away. But it's probably something you'll want to do occasionally uh, and and play around with some of that stuff. Uh, but to have and, and especially the fact that you want to upload, you know, 60 megabyte files uh, 
200k and less upload speeds is unacceptable unacceptable so definitely tell you uh not um not uh not gonna do that there so anyway i know that that information is helpful but i'm sorry to deliver it to you all right and then uh let's see here 55 minutes i think i can get this one last call in here Hi, Cliff. Eric here from thatsinthebible.com. Two things. Number one, I just wanted to say thank you for all of the great content you provided and for helping podcasters and especially beginning podcasters out. Um, I've really been a student of yours. I've listened to uh, the majority of the podcast Answer Man episodes that you have had uh, over the years um, online. And, uh, you know, I think I've really learned a lot. Uh, some of that, some of those I've rewound and listened to again, and and uh, studied the uh, video portions and things that you've put up, and and I think I've learned to avoid some of the pitfalls. So early on, I started recording instead of going straight into GarageBand, started recording into an Adderall recorder, uh, use Heil PR40 microphones for here in the studio, a mixer, and uh, so have really. You know, I started out doing the, I think what you, what you did also, I got an, an MXL microphone, a, a condenser, and, and uh, that wasn't working. I have an apartment in the city, and it, it just picked up all the street noise and everything else. So, again, I want to thank you for, for all of that great information that you've provided in the past and continue to provide. Anyone that's looking to put together a podcast, you know, isn't sure how to go about it and what to do. Listening to you, uh, even with all this free content, is just amazing. So thank you again for that. But I do have a question. One of the things we're thinking about adding to our podcast is, and very occasionally, is just to do a live segment. And I have no experience with that at all. So again, <laughs> I've been listening to uh, Podcast Answer Man to see what I could find out. And um, I think we're thinking of, well, we are, we're planning to use TalkShoe for our first one. And I have three other co-hosts along with myself. We're thinking of answering some questions live and then recording that or taking the recorded content from TalkShoe and putting that into the center of our podcast, again, using our regular production values at the beginning and end. But my question is, you said there was a way to screen calls, and I have no idea how that what that would be. I thought of maybe perhaps using the chat room to to uh, screen calls before we took them, or but I guess not everyone would would necessarily be in the chat room that that would be calling in on the phone. So just wondering, what is the way to screen calls? I want to thank you again for all the work that you've done and all the great content you provided, and uh, that was it. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much for the question, Eric. And uh, screening calls with TalkShoe. I'm going to tell you how I do it, and it's because I have the equipment that I have. And uh, what I do is I, I have the I call into TalkShoe using my JK Audio broadcast host, and so therefore I'm bringing the calls that way. And I'm able to, you know, obviously use my pause feature on my Edderall recorder because I have that. Of course, you could probably pause on your. Um, your recording as far as the software if you needed to and the situation here is what i do is you could um i'm sorry i was looking at the chat room there for a second but anyway what you could do is you could actually have the call come in and you can see that somebody's requesting to talk to you 
And if you were on your own, you're a sole producer, and you wanted to to, to monitor and, and preview your own and screen your own calls, what you could do is you could actually, um, as you're recording, you can say, hey, we're going to go ahead and jump over to see who's on the phone here. Let's go ahead and uh, do that now. And uh, then what I can do is I can hit pause on the recording. I can unmute that person on TalkShoe. And then I can talk to them and say, who are you? What are you, you know, what is it that you wanted to say in the show and stuff like that? Now, the situation here is that the people who are listening live, they're going to hear the screening call. And so if you get some kind of jerk that says something crazy and stuff like that, and you have to hang up on the person, well, then you're going to, I mean, they're going to hear that. Um, So that it's not the greatest solution, but it is a potential possible solution. The other solution for screening the call, or the the other thing is, of course, the when you do get the person and you realize this is somebody you do want to talk to, then you can unpause the recording and then you say, "Hey, I've got Joe on the line. Joe, what do you, what do you got for us?" And Joe can continue to talk. Now, the people who are listening to your downloaded content, which is always going to be your largest audience, I mean, your your live show is not going to pull a lot of people into it. It's just the simple fact. So the um, so so you're da- this is protecting your downloaded audience from getting those weird uh, calls that you know that you needed to screen. Another issue, another potential issue is or thing that you can do is you could be recording your co- show live and broadcast it on UStream. All right, and what I that's what I do. I actually broadcast it on UStream and it's on my show. I've got the embedded flash video player and I've got the chat room going and all of this stuff. And people, I can give them the ability to either dial in to talk show if I want to, or I can have them dial directly into my studio. But what I have is I can have another phone line on my, you know, hooked up to the phone system here. And somebody in another room could actually unmute and take in those calls and and kind of screen those, find out what people want to say and all that stuff in the other room. And then they can just bring me a note and say, hey, this is so-and-so on the phone and they want to bring you in. And then I can actually have them unmute that person for me and uh, do it that way. Anyway, I am going to run out of here. I'm out of time because my music is out and I'll be back again next week. Hey, if you guys enjoy Podcast Answer Man, uh, give me a call. Leave me some questions. 859-795-4067. And uh, if you want to know how you can benefit podcastanswerman.com, there are a couple ways. One, you can tell other people about the show. Number two, you can buy some of my products and services. Just head over to podcastanswerman.com slash products or click on the services tab at the top of the screen or hire me one-on-one. Uh, there, there's a bunch of different things you can do. Become a plus member, gspn.tv slash plus. Anyway, those are ways that if you want to, you could benefit me. I'm here each and every week and trying to do my best to provide you the valuable information you're looking for. We'll talk to you next week. Until next time, everybody, join the community.